Welcome to Why They Isn't the Strategy, Success Solution for Work and Life, with Deborah Grayson Regal, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Jcast Network, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to today's podcast, The Wheel of Your Life. I am Coach Deborah Grayson Regal. Albert Einstein once said, Life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. When I first heard that quotation, I immediately had two thoughts. The first thought that I had was, Oh my goodness, I have to get my bike out of storage. I need to exercise more. The second thought that I had was that Albert Einstein is absolutely right. In order to keep your balance together, you have to keep progressing forward. We have to keep progressing forward with our work, with our families, with our personal lives, with our health. And in order for us to have forward motion in any aspect of our lives, before we move forward, we actually need to take some time to figure out where we are right now. So here's where I am right now. I am a mom of 11-year-old twins. I am a wife. I run two coaching, training, and speaking businesses. I also am a reluctant exerciser. Remember the bike example? I have lots of friends who I like to spend time with. I have an extended family near and far that I like to spend time with and connect to. I travel for work. I travel for pleasure. I'm also committed to my ongoing personal and professional development. And for all the things that I just listed there, I could probably name a hundred more things that are important to me and that take up my time and use my energy and it can become overwhelming to think about what am I supposed to be doing? What am I supposed to be doing in my life in order to move me forward? But as I said before, it's not always about moving forward. Sometimes it's about taking a moment to take stock of where you are right now. And one of the tools that I like to use is a common tool for many coaches, and it's known as the Wheel of Life. And that's why today's podcast is called The Wheel of Your Life. And imagine a wheel. And if you're feeling like you want to participate, I invite you to take out a piece of paper and a pen and draw a wheel, draw a circle. And the one thing that I ask you to do is please don't give yourself a hard time about what your circle looks like. Any circle will do. And now I want you to take this circle and divide it up into eight pieces. I, of course, think of those eight pieces as a pizza or a piece of chocolate peanut butter cream pie. I very rarely think of them as the spokes on a bicycle wheel, as you may have heard me mention before. But whatever you choose to see it as, that's fine. Divide it up into eight segments. And these eight segments are what's known as the wheel of your life. There are many, many different ways to label these eight segments, but I'm going to give you an example that I use with many of my coaching clients. So in each of these eight segments, you are going to take a moment to label each one. So starting any place you want, label segment one, finance. That's going to be the money segment. Segment two is personal growth. Segment three is health. Segment four is family. And if you just need a minute to catch up because you are following along, we have finance, personal growth, 
health, and family. Those are the first four segments on the wheel of your life. And then following that, we move on to relationships. Following that is social life. Following that is physical environment. And then the last wedge of my extra cheese, mushroom, and green pepper pizza is career. So just to review, here are the eight segments on the wheel of your life. Finance, personal growth, health, family, relationships, social life, physical environment, and career. Okay, so now you're taking a look at this and you're saying, what's next? Well, let's talk for a minute about what each segment is about, what, what we might want to think about when we take stock of where we are now in our lives. So finance, as I mentioned before, finance is the money segment. And so in this segment, you're going to want to think about how you're doing financially. Do you have enough money to take care of what you need as well as enough money to take care of at least some of the things that you want. Are you able to put some money aside for long-term savings? Thinking about retirement plans, thinking about other plans that you might have down the road such as paying for college, your ongoing professional development, perhaps buying a house one day or getting a larger house paying rent if you're not interested in owning a piece of property, saving for the future and also having enough money for today's needs and wants are some of the things that you would think about in terms of finance. And right now we're just defining what goes into each wheel. And if there's anything else that feels important to you in the realm of finance, feel free to make some notes about things you'd want to consider when it comes to finance or money for yourself. And again, right now, we're just thinking about what would go in there. We're not making any evaluations. Okay, moving to the next segment, we're going to talk about personal growth. And personal growth can be as broad as you want it to be. But when I think about my own personal growth, I think about, am I always developing myself at least a little bit in the areas that seem important to me? Am I developing myself as a professional so that I can continue to give my clients a high level of service that they have become accustomed to? In terms of my personal growth, am I taking steps to make sure that I have the tools that I need to be a good mom, to engage in healthy relationships? Am I doing things to round myself out more completely so that I'm not just focused on one thing? As you can imagine, personal growth is as personal as you want to make it, but think for a moment about some of the things that you would want to be a part of your own personal growth and development. Okay, the next section on the wheel of your life would be health. And health can be anything from making sure that you have your doctor's appointments up to date, making sure that you have a fitness plan. Now, as you have certainly picked up by now, I am not the most excited exerciser, but despite the fact that I don't do it with enthusiasm, I do it with some degree of consistency. And consistency for now is gonna have to do. But think about what is it that you want for your health and your fitness. Do you want to have more energy? Is it important for you to be sleeping more, maybe sleeping less, maybe sleeping more soundly at night? I know this might sound ridiculous, but sometimes when I think about my own health and fitness, I have to remember that I need to breathe. Breathing doesn't come naturally. Well, 
that's not entirely true. Breathing comes naturally, and in fact, while I'm recording this podcast, I'm doing a reasonably good job of breathing, but actually taking some time to breathe and let myself relax and actually let my thoughts go blank is something that does not come naturally to me. So making some time and effort, or maybe reducing the effort around breathing for me, is something that falls into my health and fitness plan. So anything that feels important to you, pressing to you, both for your short-term and long-term health and fitness would fall into this category. The next category for us to think about is family. And one of the things that I have learned over the year is that family comes in all shapes and sizes. One person's group of friends may be another person's family. So however it is you choose to define your family is what you would put in this category. So thinking about family, I tend to think about my most immediate family, my 11-year-old twins, Jacob and Sophie, and my husband, Michael. And when I think about family, I think about how happy are we feeling? How satisfied are we with our day-to-day, weekly, monthly, and and long-term stress levels, uh, levels of adventure, levels of compassion towards each other, and anything else that feels relevant at the time for myself and each of my family members. I think about us individually. I also think about us collectively. And from time to time, I must admit, I think about, hmm, is my family the right size? Now, I'm not using this podcast to make any kind of dramatic announcement. I'm pretty sure that my family is exactly the size that it should be. But maybe for you, as you think about family, you might want to contemplate whether your family is the right size for you. If, in fact, your family feels too big, I will leave it to you to figure out how to handle that. If it feels too small, well, I'm going to assume that you know what to do. So anything that feels important to you in evaluating the quality of family experience and family time that you have would fall into this category. Okay, so we've taken a little time to talk about finance, personal growth, health and fitness, and family. Let's talk about the other half of this delicious chocolate, peanut butter, banana, whipped mousse pie with a sprinkling of toasted peanuts and perhaps a spray of homemade whipped cream. I think I'm getting distracted. Okay, back where we were. The next part of this pie is relationships. And you can think about any relationships that feel meaningful to you. These could be your friend relationships. These could be your work relationships. These could be the relationships that you have with extended family. Anything that didn't already fall into the family wedge, you might put here. Perhaps it's about your relationship with your supervisor or your direct reports or maybe even your colleagues at work. But this is the place where you would think about, am I getting what I need? Do I need more? What do I need more of and from whom? And also, how much am I contributing? So we might want to think about relationships in two different ways. What am I putting in in terms of quality? And what am I getting out in terms of quality? And again, the number of relationships that you think about in this category are completely up to you. But you want to know how satisfied are you with your contributions as well as your withdrawals to your relationships. Okay, moving on to the next one you want to think a little bit about social life. And when I think about social life, 
I have to say that I think about fun. The first thing that comes to me in terms of, of social life is thinking about, for my family, who we entertain on Friday night when we invite our guests over for our Shabbat dinners. This seems to be the pr most consistent way that our family engages in a social life. Why? Well, Friday seems to come roughly once a week. So that's at least a guarantee that once a week we are going to make the time and take the time to socialize, whether we are hosting or we are going to somebody else's house. That's something that we have in our calendars as a regular way to engage socially. Of course, my husband and I also like to have our own social life. So every once in a while, we plan to have a Saturday night date night where we do something fun, or shall I say, I pick the movie and the restaurant and my husband goes along for the ride. And maybe every other date night, I'll ask him what he wants to do. I'm quite sure that this dynamic will show up on his wheel of life. But right now, I am on mine and we are on yours. So think about what are you doing socially? Are you engaging with your friends and peers as much as you want to? What does that look like? Are you going to too many bars and not enough book readings or maybe vice versa? I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to say take a moment to think about how much fun and recreation you are having to make sure that every week at least feels like you have an opportunity to boost yourself up with something to look forward to. The next category in our pie is to think about physical environment. And I have to say that my experience with my clients is that too often we don't take any time to think about how our place and space is affecting us. So if you are surrounded by clutter and clutter bothers you, that's something you would want to take into account in this piece of the pie. Now, I am somebody who doesn't like clutter in one part of my house, like my front hall in my dining room, but in my office, a certain amount of quote-unquote organized clutter actually feels very relaxing to me. So it could be anything from the amount of clutter you have to the amount of clean surfaces you have. Are you happy with the amount of color in your house? So we've moved from clutter to color. Is your house white and peaceful and serene and it's just the way you like it? I know, for example, my mother-in-law, when she painted her house, she had white, off-white, eggshell, mother of pearl, and this was as much variety as she wanted. It made it feel clean and serene to her. I know for myself, when my husband and I painted our bedroom, we decided to have one wall that was light gold, another wall that was a, a beautiful teal color, and another one that was a dark rust. And being surrounded by all of this color added vibrancy to our lives. So think about not just clutter, but think about color. How's your furniture? And this could be in your home or in your office. Does it support you? Is it comfortable? Does it look and feel the way you want it to feel? What about your connection to nature? Now, I grew up in Manhattan, so I tend to follow the wisdom of Woody Allen, who once said, I am at two with nature. In other words, I don't need a lot of greenery to be happy, but I know that my husband loves to take care of our garden, uh, our house plants. I have a brown thumb. He has a green thumb, so I let him be in charge of that part of our physical environment. So take a minute to look around you and think about what's working in your space and what do you need more of, less of, or different of in order to feel happy and satisfied, supported, 
calm, and collected. And then the last wedge of our pizza pie is career. Now, we can and will spend an entire other podcast and probably many other podcasts on career, but right now the question I'd want you to think about is, am I doing what I want to be doing? And then once you've answered that, what do I see next for myself? And to think a little bit about whether you are working in an office environment or in a field or industry that is meeting your needs personally, professionally, intellectually, financially, all kinds of lees, or do you feel like you're stuck, that you're not really developing and you're not getting your needs and desires satisfied in your career? And again, I know there is so much that could go into this one little wedge of our pie, but really think about, am I getting what I need on a regular basis from the kind of work that I'm doing? Is it meaningful to me? Is it satisfying? Do I feel motivated when I get up in the morning? Okay, so we're going to take a moment to review our wheel again. Finance, personal growth, health, family, relationships, social life, physical environment, and career. And now, what do you do with this wheel now that you have it? Well, here's what you do with your wheel. So imagine that the outside of the wheel is your outer rim. Well, it is your outer rim. And the inside, the very center of your wheel, just put a dot in the center of your wheel. So the dot in the middle would represent the lowest score possible. So you could even label that dot in the center a zero. And think about the outer part of your wheel, the outer edge, as a 10. And taking this wheel, I want you to put a dot somewhere within the wedge of each part. It can be close to the outer wheel if you're feeling a 10, which is very satisfied. It can be close to the middle, which is zero, if you're feeling really dissatisfied with that wedge of your life, or that dot that you put in is could be somewhere in the middle. So imagine, for example, that you're really happy with your finances right now. Money is coming in. You have money for what you want and for what you need. You have some long-range planning. You're feeling comfortable. You might put a dot right at that outer edge of the wheel in the finance wedge. So you might put a little dot there. But in fact, you may feel like you have been up at night and even waking up because there is a relationship in your work or life that is feeling really, really dissatisfying to you. Maybe every day you are having friction with your boss. Maybe your father is giving you a hard time about what you're doing with your life, whatever it may be. And I promise that these are not examples from my own life. If you're listening, dad, uh, I don't have a boss. I'm my own boss. So if I have any trouble with her, I know who to go to. But if you're having a difficult time in that relationships wedge, you might put a dot that's a little bit closer to the inner part of the circle, the center of the circle, that would represent that you're not really feeling satisfied there. So take a moment now and in each of the eight sections, put a dot somewhere close to the outer edge if you're very satisfied, somewhere close to the middle of that wedge if you're moderately satisfied, and you might put a dot somewhere near that center of your circle if you're feeling very dissatisfied. Take a moment. I'll wait. Okay, I got impatient. If you need more time, feel free to pause and come back and meet us when you're ready. Okay, so here's what you're going to do now. You're going to take a 
visual snapshot of the wheel of your life. And I want you to notice what areas of your life are feeling really satisfying for you right now. What areas in your life have been indicated to you that you could use a little more time and attention and maybe some strategies for how to move forward there? And what areas of your life really seem and feel like they are holding you back? Take a moment to take a look and see what you notice. I hope for you that when you take a look at the wheel of your life, you notice that many of the areas you're feeling very satisfied with, that you're feeling enriched, they're not draining you of your energy, they're actually contributing to your energy on a fairly regular basis. If you notice that many or even most of the areas of your life are somewhere in the middle, that is totally normal. It means that there's room to grow, and in fact, you're not done cooking. Uh, neither am I, I have to say as well. And that's pretty common for many of the areas in our life to be somewhere between um, satisfied and moderately dissatisfied, but certainly not feeling perfect, but absolutely not feeling like you are at a, a critical point. And if you do notice that there is one or more areas in your life that are really, really a struggle for you, please take a moment to circle those. And as you circle them, what I want to ask you to do is to not judge yourself. I know that can be really, really hard to have an area of your life, whether it's your physical environment, you've been trying to move for two years and it just isn't working and you're sick of your third floor walk-up apartment with the drafty windows and the loud neighbors. I know it can be frustrating if you are unemployed or underemployed and that's affecting your career and your finances. Don't judge yourself. Give yourself a little bit of compassion to know that this is the struggle that you're facing right now. If, in fact, you've had some physical symptoms, some sleeplessness, some stomach aches, some anxiety and some tension, I want you to recognize that maybe this is where some of it is coming from. And just to give yourself a little bit of compassion and to know that through your friends, through your family, through your work with a therapist or a coach or a consultant or colleagues, and even through the future podcast that you'll be listening to as part of this series, we're going to come up with some strategies to help you move forward, whether you have scored a zero, a three, a six, a nine, or a ten in any area of your life. So the question that I, I want you to think about, the series of questions that I want you to think about moving forward in this wheel of your life is the areas where you've scored really low, below your expectations, below your level of satisfaction. I want you to ask yourself not what can I do to fix this, that will come. I want you to ask yourself what can I do to show myself some compassion around this right now. In the areas where you are having moderate satisfaction, you're not entirely satisfied, but not overwhelmingly dissatisfied as well, I want you to ask yourself, what would be possible if I gave this area of my life a little more time and attention than I'm giving it now? And you might decide on a very personal level that this area of your life is taking up too much time and attention, and that is a fine conclusion to come to as well. And then for the areas where you have scored a 9 or a 10, where you are feeling really satisfied with this area, I want you to ask yourself, 
what am I doing well here in this area? What behaviors am I engaged in? What attitudes do I have that are driving my success in this area and my satisfaction in this area that I can apply to other avenues of my life? What other avenues? Well, you've got a whole pizza pie of other avenues, of other wedges that could benefit from some of the wisdom and expertise that you have gained from getting any one of the other wedges up to a 9 or a 10. So take some time to ask yourself those questions and ask yourself any other questions that come up for you. And hopefully over time, we'll have the opportunity together to think about what some of those answers might be. I want to thank you for joining me on today's podcast, The Wheel of Your Life. And I want to wrap up with a quote from playwright great Neil Simon, who once said, I love living. I have some problems with my life, but living is the best thing they've come up with so far. I have to say, Neil, I completely agree. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.